Listener Production. Our share market's winning streak has come to an abrupt end. And find out what to look out for next week. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday, the 25th of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Hello, Laura. Hello, Stephen. Reminds me of Seinfeld. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Hello, Newman. Um, anyway, look, it ended I'm, up... I literally never call you Stephen. I don't know why I did. That's okay. Well, look, it ended up being a, an underwhelming end to what has been a reasonable week. We had three straight days of gains. It we looked did. like we are on track to improve over the course of the week, but not so. I don't think I crossed my fingers tight enough. That's probably why we fell close to 1% today. <laughs> I, I think that is exactly why. So we fell 67 points, 0.9 of 1%, not at the worst levels of the day, but still pretty up there. And we landed at 7,115 points. And this was really coming off the back of what we saw in US markets overnight. Everyone sitting there with bated breath yep. trying to find out what JP is going to say, I can't not call him JP, what Jerome Powell, Powell, the boss of the US Central Bank, is going to say tonight at his speech in the Jackson Hole Symposium. That's right. So look, the calendar initially said that he was going to deliver a speech tonight, according to their website over in the US. It looks like, or last night, sorry, it looks like it's going to be later on Friday night, around midnight our time, if I'm not mistaken, Sydney time. 12.05. 12.05 to be exact. We'll see if he does. You would know because obviously you're on first name basis with him. I'm surprised exactly. you still call him JP and not just J. Yeah, it'll that's get next. to that. That's yes. next. But that's going to be important. If he talks about inflation being too high, if he gets aggressive about the idea of more rate hikes coming up, mm-hmm. that's going to be a talking point for us first thing Monday morning, I reckon. But overall, we fell by about half a percent this week. Last week, we fell 2.5%. It was our worst week in about 11 months. So it, we're having quite an underwhelming end to what was a pretty good start to the month of August. Yeah, that's right. We're not doing so well for the month of August. So we've got almost all of next week to go just four days until we reach the end of the month. And currently the market's down 4% for the month of August, unfortunately, because obviously we lifted around 2.9% mm. last month. So yep. we've gotten rid of all of those gains plus more. Yep, so we'd need four straight days of 1% gains next week for us to get into positive territory. Doable. Well, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see what, what your mate JP says over the weekend because that could really make all the difference potentially. But if we go out even broader for yep. the year, mm-hmm. I'm surprised we're still up 1%. That's because we had a strong performance in January. We're hanging on. We're, we're hanging, hanging on. on by the threads. So anyway, we'll see what JP says tonight. Today, in terms of sector performance, we saw nine of the 11 sectors declining Tech did worse. So tech's been a real yo-yo this week. Yep. So yesterday they lifted. Today they were down another 2.5%. Miners and banks were a massive weight today as well. And the only two sectors to rise were consumer staples and consumer discretionary. And that was mostly thanks to three stocks, West Farmers, Woolies and Endeavor. We'll get into a couple of those a little later on in the podcast. Anything that you noticed today? There were quite a few stocks that received attention today. Pilbara was one of them. It actually fell by about 8% today. It's one of the largest lithium miners in Australia. It uh, supplies around 8% of the world's lithium, according to an article in Bloomberg, which is interesting. But it struggled today because it handed down its latest profit results. And 
profits actually rose quite strongly. It actually quadrupled over the course of the year to $2.4 billion. Revenues tripled and it paid its second dividend ever. Woohoo! If which you was, shares. Which was a record as well. Um, a little higher than what it paid six months earlier. Costs were a bit higher though and um, expectations can be a bit on the high side when you've got a stock that's increased fivefold from the lows that we hit back in 2021 and it was up 36% ahead of this result, but also it flagged more expenditure over the course of 2024, which might have disappointed as well. West Farmers was another one today. They're the owner of Kmart and Bunnings. They were one of the top performers after reporting an almost 5% lift in profit over the year to $2.5 billion. Revenue rose 18% as well to $43.5 billion. Looking at some of their segments, Bunnings lifted 4.4%, Kmart was up 16.5%. Officeworks up around 6%. Catch, though, was down 31%. And this disappointing financial performance was impacted by, they said, restructuring costs, changes in customer demand, poor margin outcomes, and a few other things as well. So a bit of variety in their sector performance among the different sectors there. It also did declare a bigger dividend of $1.03 per share for eligible shareholders, that's up from $1 at the same time last year and it will pay to eligible shareholders on the 5th of October. So if you do want in on that action, you must hold shares in West Farmers by the 29th of August and that'll be ahead of the ex-dividend date on the 30th of August. And finally, it did say in the trading in the first seven weeks of this new financial year, it's been pretty strong for Bunnings and Kmart. Do you know what's interesting about retail? What? It is the consumer discretionary stocks are the only... It's the only sector this month that's up. Wow. Even though we've got we've had 12 rate hikes, cost of living pressures. Shocking. Perhaps one one reason for this is they were very good at warning investors that things aren't looking great. Exactly. And you know, there have been there's been a slowdown in spending. So maybe that's the reason why you know they haven't been looking too bad. Today we actually heard from Accent, which is behind a number of footwear franchises. The Athletes Foot, Platypus, Sketches. Hype DC, hmm. opened 80 new stores over the past year. So that played a part in jump in sales. So sales up quite strongly, actually. Profits were higher. The dividend was higher as well. 24% lift in sales. But if we strip out all of that and you just look like for like sales, which doesn't include new openings and closures, they're still about 10% higher in sales, 15% higher than pre-COVID levels. Pretty good. Kind of puzzling to me that that's such a big lift in shoe sales. I in this know. environment. I don't know. Maybe that's an essential in some people's minds so. to buy shoes. Yep. Sneakers. Mm, not me. Anyway, <laughs> what else? Aussie Broadband mm. quadrupled four times its net profit to $21.7 million. But this is coming from a, a pretty low figure. It also po- posted a record revenue as well. And this was driven by increased market share across all of its service sectors and also the signing of major contracts to accelerate its company. Each of its segments did contribute to its overall results, but wholesale and residential segments were the major contributors. So we saw its shares up around 11% today. How about that? How about it? We also had a few stocks basically coming out with, or not really stocks, but the brokers have been downgrading and upgrading expectations for a few companies that have released their profit results recently. So Levisa, which we spoke about yesterday. We did. That was like the top performer for most of the day. It ended up being the second best. 
today was second best. Yesterday, it actually really struggled it off did. the back of its profit results. But there it were didn't a, even make up for all of the all of yesterday's yeah. losses, though. But there were a couple of brokers that were a bit more optimistic about where the shares might be in twelve months' time. So that mm-hmm. probably helped. Uh, Medibank was another. It rose today. There were five or six brokers that raised their share price targets. But a stock that fell was Whitehaven Coal. Uh, it warned of higher cost and expenditure, and it prompted a number of brokers to cut their forecast as well. And we also saw automotive products company GUD Holdings quite a bit lower today after trading ex-dividend. Its shares were down around 5.2%. Yeah, we also had SGA Health and Argo, both mm-hmm. trading ex-div as well. So it's been a pretty big week for, for dividend um, payments to an extent, but more stocks that are trading X, which you pointed out earlier, is that cutoff for eligibility to payments. We'll just recap some of the drivers mm-hmm. of this week, what drove our market higher and lower. So at the beginning of the week, we had China pledging to provide stimulus, but that had fallen short of expectations that weighed on commodity prices. We had concerns around the future of interest rates over in the US, the Jackson Hole meeting of central bankers, mm-hmm. and definitely a lot of caution in markets, especially last night, which drove us lower today ahead of that speech from Jay Powell. Yeah, and a massive week for profit results, of course. Of course. Um, not only today, but we had BHP, South 32, Whitehaven, Woodside, Santos, Coles, Woolies. So, so many. Massive. So, so many companies reporting their profit results. We did post a few of them. We went in depth about a few of them. You can find those results on our website and also some on Instagram. So it's probably a good timing to look forward. It is a good time and to next look week. forward. So tonight we've touched on, I think that'll be... The main thing that everyone Jackson is Hole. going to have their eyes glued on that. Absolutely. So that will be the key thing to watch. Next week will be relatively busy as well. Two bits of economic data that's probably going to receive attention for us here in Australia, especially for those watching interest rates on Monday, retail trade correct for the month of July. So, And then on Wednesday, we've got an update on consumer prices. So mm-hmm. inflation. This is just a monthly update. So it's not the most influential and closely watched, but still very important when all eyes have been on inflation. So both of those are key at the moment. Market thinks there's almost pretty much a 0% chance of a rate hike in September. So if these come in hotter than expected, that could at least get the conversation started again. Pretty relatively busy week on the profit reporting front, but nowhere near what we saw this week. No, but we do have some pretty big names reporting. We have you know, Fortescue Metals, we have InvoCare, that'll be exciting, Silver Lake Resources, Star Entertainment, Brambles Flight Centre, plenty. Yeah, exactly. And that means quite a few stocks that are ex-dividend as well. So we mentioned that this week, but next week, some of the big stocks trading X will be Telstra, Evolution Mining will be another. We've got Treasury Wine Estates, REA, Woodside. So that could end up being a bit of a weight on our share market later on in the week. That's going to be on Thursday. Not much on the economic front, I guess, across the region, but there will be some updates on manufacturing and services sector activity Mm -hmm. in China. That's going to be Thursday and Friday. There'll be a focus on that for sure. Yeah. And over in the United States, there'll be a couple of things here and there. Economic growth will be probably key Wednesday. Jobs And then jobs on Friday. Plenty to look forward to as yes. per usual. It's going to be another massive week, especially with the last week of reporting season for us here. Very exciting. Laura, well, on that note, let's call it a day and week. Let's call it a day and week. We've earned yep. it. Yep. Enjoy the weekend, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Ciao.
This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.